Station Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Kerry Williams, and here on this podcast, I'm going to be sharing with you how you can apply the principles of manifestation, money mindset, spirituality, and energy work so that you can create long lasting success in your business and in your life. Hello, it's day 11 of 100 Days of Manifesting. And today I want to talk to you about one of my favorite topics. Now, I am using a new microphone tonight. So if there's any issues with the audio and you happen to catch me live, please do say in the comments, because if there is, I'm going to stop this recording, go and fix my mic and come back. But I'm pretty sure it's working okay. So let's see how we go. All right. So one of my favorite topics that I want to talk to you about is tapping. Um, And I want to talk specifically about clearing resistance to manifesting money and why we have that resistance, why it's there and why emotional freedom technique, which is also known as EFT, and it's also known as tapping, why that is such a powerful tool that we can use on our money manifestation journey. It is one of my most favoritest tools. I know that's not really a word, but you know, that's how much I love it. (laughs) I made up a new word for it. Um, So I will be talking about that with you tonight. Just to say, um, as a caveat, if you're listening to this on the podcast, or if you're you're catching up on the replay, I'm not going to do tapping with you tonight. I'm actually going to talk a little bit more about resistance and why tapping is so good and a little bit about tapping and what it actually does. And I'm also going to give you a special invitation to actually do some tapping with me. Um, I am going to be experimenting for um, a couple of months to see if there's an appetite in the group for a Tap Along Tuesday. So that's going to be an event I'm going to host in the Facebook group every Tuesday. I'm going to experiment with the right times of day as well. But for now, I'm going to go for one o'clock on Tuesdays, one o'clock UK time, that is. Um, And that's 8 a.m. Eastern, if you're in America, by the way. And what we'll be doing is I will do a tapping meditation with you, a short little tapping taster that you can tap along with me and clear some money blocks. But we won't be doing that tonight. So just if you're if you're listening and expecting to do some tapping right now, this is not the right video for you, just so you know. Okay, great. Let's talk a little bit more about um, resistance. You see, I find that the money manifestation journey is one of the richest personal development and growth journeys. Because I don't know about you, but I and I see this with most people who are quite spiritual and they're into the law of attraction. They find manifesting a coffee, manifesting 10 cents, 10p on the ground, um, you know, manifesting a parking space. There's no problem with that stuff. Do you resonate with that? Let me know in the comments if you're catching up on the replay. You know, let me know in the comments, do you manifest the little things quite easily? We spoke about, about manifesting the little things in an earlier session of one of these. It was very early on in this 100-day journey. And the reason why is because I think actually when you start getting confidence with that stuff, and it is easy, it gives you more confidence for the big stuff. And that's not so easy. And the reason why it's not so easy, it's not because it's harder for the universe. It's not because it's harder for the mechanism of the law of attraction and manifestation and all the different universal laws that go into that. It's not hard from that point of view. It's just harder to get your mind, body and soul aligned to that. There's a lot more emotional baggage with money. 
there's a hell of a lot of emotional baggage. It's really, really interesting. I, I don't think I've ever met anyone that doesn't have any baggage around money. Um, you know, and even, even if someone is quite well off, quite wealthy, um, it's really interesting because people who even have a lot of money, you know, quite often there can be baggage around guilt or shame for having that money, um, a fear of losing it, um, a desire sometimes, not all, but sometimes to not spend it because maybe it won't come back, right? Which is really, really interesting because, you know, when I was in a position of not having a lot of money and just um, for those of you who don't know a lot about my my previous money journey, I grew up in a family that um, very much working class from Northern England, um, kind of settled on the other side of the world in Australia and New Zealand um, to make a better life for our family. And, you know, we we were never really, really poverty stricken. You know, there was always food on the table. There were always clothes on our backs, but money wasn't easy to come by. And I remember seeing my parents fight a lot around money. I remember getting the sense that, you know, the whole um, the stories that we've been told over time, money doesn't grow on trees, all that kind of stuff. I used to hear a lot of that when I was younger. And it just seemed that, you know, my parents worked extremely hard. They found it hard to get by. Um, and it just, it wasn't an easy situation at all. So having come from that background, I always had this idea that if you had money, everything would be fine. But as I've spoken to more and more people through doing this work, it's really interesting because even when you've got people who have more money, there's often a lot of fear around money still. It's really, really interesting. So it just shows that the numbers don't necessarily matter. It's all about our mindset. It's all about what's going on in our mind that actually matters. So that that for me was really, really interesting. So this is why so many of us have much more difficulty manifesting money. We have all of that emotional baggage around money. And do you know what? I find it to be one of the most profoundly healing things to go back and actually have a look at your money story, have a look at all those beliefs and those um, kind of things that you've been taught over time. And just to see, you know, maybe the world is not as scarce a place as, as you've always been taught. You know, maybe there is actually abundance. Maybe it is anything is possible for you, no matter what your background. It really is profoundly healing. Okay, so the thing with the law of attraction that we probably all know, because I think most of us here in this community know a little bit about the law of attraction, we need to really be passionately positive about what it is that we want to manifest, i.e. money. So if you want to be in um, a high positive emotional state, you want to be visualizing your dreams coming true, you want to really get behind that belief that this big goal that you want to achieve is entirely possible. In that state, you are in alignment, you are able to manifest like wildfire. And this is why so many of us have so much difficulty. So you can think and think and think all you like, but if deep down you don't really feel it, if you don't believe it, if you're not really on board, you're not actually vibrating at that high level where the law of attraction can actually work for you. It's like your, your subconscious mind is not on board with your higher mind. And so to get in true alignment, we need to actually work on the subconscious beliefs as well as the conscious thinking mechanism so that we can get your brain into alignment and then actually start manifesting. It's much, much easier from that place. You're getting rid of the subconscious obstacles on your manifestation journey. Because you can think all you like, right? But if you're not behind it, you're still gonna be carrying that, that energy of fear, the energy of doubt, 
maybe even feelings of unworthiness, um, feelings around um, being not deserving of money as well. Guess what you attract? Even if you're thinking the right things deep down, if you're actually feeling that way, you're going to attract more fearful situations, more situations that have you feeling more doubt, more situations that reconfirm your unworthiness, or at least the unworthiness that you feel, not that that's the truth. So we often have a lot of resistance. We set this goal, we decide in our mind, yes, I would really love to create that in my life. And then all the resistance comes up. I believe this is a really positive thing because whenever we set goals, and this is why I love using goals and using them in my life to, you know, change and do different things. It's because once we set that goal, all the resistance bubbles up and it shows you what is there. It shows you all the things that are being the obstacles in your life that are preventing you from getting everything that you want. And all of these obstacles, they're usually beliefs that we've taken on since childhood. You know, there's all these beliefs, these belief systems, these emotions, this programming that we have learned over time. And quite often it's in direct opposition to what it is that we want to attain. So if you wish to manifest wealth, whatever you define wealth as, by the way, you know, if you um, decide that you want to work only a few hours a day and that you want to have a certain level of income and, um, you know, that you don't want to worry about money anymore, that you want to have some investments so that you feel comfortable going into your older years, you know, if you have any of those desires and then all this resistance bubbles up, you know, it might be that deep down, you have some negative emotions around money. Many of us are programmed with really negative emotions around money, like or negative um, uh, beliefs around, <coughs> around money, I should say. Money is evil, for instance. Have you ever heard that one? Rich people are bad. I mean, that is one that if you open up any mainstream media website, quite often there are rich people in there that are being personified for doing um, as doing bad things and often because of their money right? Um, you know, do you really think that your subconscious mind is going to get on board with anything that you want to do in your life, like creating um, financial freedom, like being comfortable, like setting yourself up for the future, when your subconscious mind may well be thinking, well, money is evil and rich people are bad. It is going to stop you from becoming a rich, evil person, <laughs> you know, because it doesn't want to do that. So I really had this come up quite strongly for me, actually. This I'll tell you this little story about um, from uh, when when I was seeing a tapping uh, coach. And when I was working on some of my money beliefs, I kept hearing this phrase come up as we were tapping and going through using emotional freedom technique. And it was just, you know, releasing things and helping me to see what blocks were in the way and what was stopping me. I kept on hearing this phrase, yuppie scum. Now, if you are from Australia, I think it's an Australian phrase. I, When I grew up in Australia, I remember hearing my dad say that. There was a long uh, court case going on in my childhood. Um, I think his name was Alan Bond. He was a businessman who had done some shady deals. He was in the news a lot. There was a long running court case. And I remember my dad yelling at the TV, yuppie scum, yuppie scum. And I think yuppie scum basically means like rich bastard or something like that. And, you know, just basically like he's got a lot of money and he's a bad person, you know. And I kept hearing this phrase, yuppie scum, yuppie scum, yuppie scum. And I'm like, well, of course, if I've heard my dad say that, and I remember, I remember actually people wearing shirts 
um, that said, like, die yuppie scum on. I mean, oh, my God, wow, what a message that is to, you know, see everywhere in society. And so I had to tap out, you know, this, this kind of worry underneath, like, well, why don't I become yuppie scum if I was to go to the next level with my finances? So this is why it's so important to do this work. I think it's a really rich area for healing. See, the subconscious resistance that you have is what actually manifests for you when you're perhaps uh, procrastinating, uh, making excuses not to go and do the thing that you want to create. So you're sabotaging yourself. Maybe you're overspending. Maybe you're going into bad debt, making bad financial decisions. Um, you know, there's a million different ways that this can show up, but it's usually because your subconscious beliefs are actually running the show. Despite the fact that you might have a very strong desire to create a different financial reality for yourself, these subconscious blocks will stop you from doing that. And, you know, there's a really clear inner conflict that goes on between your conscious mind and your subconscious mind. Like you might think or say one thing and yet you act out in a different way. And we need to get the subconscious mind and the conscious mind aligned and on board with each other. And this is why I love tapping so much. If you've never heard of tapping before, um, it's called emotional freedom technique and it's been around for a few decades now. There's actually about 40 studies or more, and I think there's more coming out all the time. There's people studying um, EFT still um, around different scenarios. There's lots and lots of studies around PTSD. There's loads of studies around anxiety, lots of studies around phobias and all sorts of other areas that are coming back now. Um, it's one of the most effective mind-body techniques that is out there for clearing emotional blocks and also healing emotions within you. And I knew about its um, potential with PTSD. And I actually had a little bit of, I mean, it wasn't diagnosed, but I believe I had a little bit of post-traumatic post stress um, after the birth of my daughter, and it was a quite traumatic delivery. And I'll just tell you this little story as an aside. So I, I feel like I had a little bit of PTSD because after I came home, I actually found it really hard to sleep. And sometimes I would have flashbacks and I'd go into panic and anxiety. I'd have these flashbacks about these moments where I thought I was going to die or I thought she was going to die. And that really plagued me. So I, th I think she might be in this community. I don't know um, if she accepted the invitation, but the amazing Angela Conley, she really, really helped me at that time. I actually saw a pra uh, tapping practitioner while I was in hospital waiting for my daughter to be born. And then also afterwards, I think we did maybe two or three sessions on that um, that, that trauma that came up for me afterwards. And it was so, so powerful. It really helped to calm those emotions and to normalize my emotions around that, that memory so that I didn't have those flashbacks anymore. And it just eased everything for me. So it's really a very, very powerful technique. Um, it lets you access your subconscious mind and it's kind of bypassing the logical higher brain thinking. Like we're not having a conversation necessarily when we're tapping and trying to understand from a logical level why is this happening and you know what what's been going on we bypass all of that story and we get straight into the subconscious mind and um what we're actually doing is we're tapping on different uh acupuncture points so if you've ever been to see an acupuncturist before um you might remember or you might be aware that in acupuncture they they use different points on the body and they'll put a needle in there so when we're doing tapping we just very lightly tap on a few different um, acupuncture points on the face, um, 
one at the top of the chest. It's kind of around the collarbone and then one under the arm. Um, I'll show you all of those on Tuesday if you want to come along to the tapping session that I'm going to run in the Facebook community. And they're going to be every week, by the way. So, you know, come along. If you've never done tapping before, you know, I highly recommend it because it's a beautiful experience. It's very calming. It tends to harmonize these energies. You see, what's happening from a Chinese medicine point of view and I hope I don't completely muck this up because I have not studied Chinese medicine. This is just my understanding from what I did with kinesiology because we work with meridians as well. Um, but, you know, there's many different meridians in your body and there is energy flowing th through those meridians. Now, what is an emotion? It is when you break down the word energy in motion. So what we have when we've got this energy, which in Chinese medicine they call qi, flowing through the body in a certain way. You could see as well how the emotions are also carried within that energy. So if something happens, um, say if there's a big shock and a grief, it might be around the heart meridian that we find there's energetic changes. And so if you were to go to an acupuncturist, they might put some pins into those points. I'm completely simplifying this, by the way, because I haven't studied acupuncture. So if you have, I'm saying something wrong. Please correct me here. But this is my understanding of how, how it's used in acupuncture. So they would put pins into these points and then the energy would harmonize. It would be, uh, the idea would be to encourage flow of energy in a much more harmonious way in that meridian. And that is what we're doing with tapping. We're using these different acupuncture points while thinking about possibly a memory, possibly a belief, um, anything like that, that is giving you a negative emotional response. And so while we have, we are holding that negative emotion, emotional response, we're tapping on these different points very gently. We're moving to different points while we're doing that. And it's actually sending a calming signal to your nervous system through that. So while you're holding that memory, your nervous system is calming down and you're teaching your body over time that it is okay to not hold this negative emotional response to this belief, to this memory, to this thought. So I'll give you the yuppie scum example. <laughs> you know, when I was in my um, session with my tapping coach and, you know, I kept hearing this, this phrase pop up. And so we explored that. What do I remember? You know, when, when did I hear it? And I, I mentioned, you know, I remember hearing my dad um, say that. I remember people wearing t-shirts saying die yuppie scum. You know, it used to be a phrase that people used to say. And so then we tapped on that and I don't really have any emotional charge around that anymore. It's really, really interesting. It's slowly, slowly over time, it's helped me to start releasing all of those different negative connotations I had around money that will be very sneaky blocks to you if you want to start changing your financial relationship. So this is what tapping is. This is why it's such a powerful tool in your money manifestation journey. Now, you can do this by yourself at home. There's loads of tapping books out there if you want to get into this. Um, Margaret Lynch is one of my favorite authors when it comes to tapping and money. So if you're interested in, in that, you could have a look at her books. She's got scripts in there and she talk, talks you through all the different points and how to do it. Um, that's really wonderful, I think, to do it at home by yourself. I think a little bit like coaching. Um, you don't know your own blind spots and it's easy to go past your own blind spots. So I think tapping at home is a fantastic thing as self-care tool, as um, a way to kind of clean and um, get, get more clarity into your energy field. A little bit like you exercise every day. It's a nice way to just keep your energy field high vibe throughout the, the day. But you might miss those 
tricky little things that come up that you can't see because it's a blind spot for you. So I do think as well, um, it's a great thing to do some work with a practitioner or a coach because when you have a single session one-to-one with someone, and I just had my my session with my tapping coach today, so we spoke for an hour and we spoke about different things, where I wanted to go, what I was doing, what was coming up for me. She, um, you know, got all these beliefs out, um, you know, things that I wouldn't have thought to ask myself, and then we did a load of tapping on it, and so she helped me to clear a lot of those. So that is another way that you can do tapping as well. You can find yourself a practitioner, find yourself a coach. I do this work as well. Um, you know, I am a tapping coach as well. So, you know, if you ever wanted to send me a message, I'd be happy to talk to you about it and what, what's involved if there's something that you want to tap through. But you can also do this at home, as I say. And on Tuesdays in the Facebook group, I am going to be starting the Tap Along Tuesdays. It's an experiment. Let's see how it goes. If you all love it, I will be happy to keep doing it. Um, so, you know, we'll probably try it for six weeks, eight weeks, see how it goes. And um, as I say, that's going to happen on, where are we at? Oh, wow, it's Valentine's Day. So it's going to be one o'clock on Valentine's Day um, in the UK, which is 8 a.m. Eastern on Valentine's Day. So come along and join us. If you like the sound of that, um, we'll find um, a topic that everyone would would love to tap on. So I'll probably do a little poll in the group or something. We'll figure that out. And I look forward to seeing you then. So that's that's my take on um, resistance, manifesting money, and why tapping is such an important tool on this journey. And I'm really looking forward to doing some more tapping with you each week in the group. Okay, have a lovely weekend, and I will see you tomorrow for day 12. Bye for now.